This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Thanks for the coffee, Emily. I really needed it. No problem. We gotta hurry because we're always late. Oh no, the light's turning red. No! Oh man, there's coffee everywhere. Where are the napkins? Don't worry about it. We can just go ahead and I'll schedule with 2U Auto. They'll come to where we're at and then they'll clean it while we're at the wedding. Okay, you drive, I'll schedule with 2U Auto. What's the website? Go to 2UAuto.com. Wait, what was it again? The number two, the letter U, auto.com. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) We did that earlier. Oh, God. That's how you know you guys have been hanging out a lot. (laughs) Shit, that's so funny. Hey, it's December 1st, everybody. Is it? It is, because we think in the future here. Oh, okay, I was like, is it? (laughs) You are tuned in to another episode of Here's to You, the podcast. It is me, your producer extraordinaire, Dusty V. We've got the famous catnapper Fanny over here (laughs) to my left. She's in a good home, okay? She's in a good home. (laughs) Our OG ABGMs is out on PTO once again, so guest hosting for the night is our very good friend that everybody loves the most and the bestest, Don P. Hello, hello. Thanks He's for also me. an ABG. Oh, yeah. He's also... <laughs> say, say it, Don. Say it. Asian baby guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be making shirts. <laughs> coming yes. through to take care of internship duties for us tonight, we've got a very special intern not really an intern we work for her actually it's our <laughs> very own sponsor owner of tu auto jocelyn galicia powell Woo! she will be on the shots for us tonight and lastly saving the best for last as always our very special guest of the evening the sensuous the seductive <laughs> Brittany soto Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. I feel like I should talk in this voice now. (laughs) You have to do the whole episode like that. (laughs) Thank you for having me, guys. We're so excited. We had to do a lot of convincing to Brittany. We literally (sighs) kept telling everyone at the shop, tell Brittany to get on, Mm -hmm. tell Brittany to get on. So we're so excited you're here. Uh, Thank you for for gracing us with your presence and drinking with us. Oh, yeah. It won't be the first time. Definitely won't be the last. No, no, no. It's (laughs) it's definitely not the first time, but we don't need to talk about this time. <laughs> those are fun. Those are fun times for us in our memory bank. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> but no, um, Brittany, we're really excited to have you here because you have you said eleven years experience yep, in almost tech. twelve. Dang, wow. yeah, yep. that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited too because um, at this point we've only had one other girl tattoo artist on the show, Michella. Yes, and She's so, so great. our last person who will 
who we will have, which is on the next episode, is also a woman. So we're really oh. excited to end with a girl. Let's go. Yeah. But we're excited to have you, too, because, again, we just need more of yeah. that on the industry. And so with that, we wanted to see, like, maybe let's just get started with, like, a quick background. Like, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, um, family, um, that sort of thing. Like, let's kind of just start with the basics. What got yeah. you into art? Um, so I went to elementary school in Kellogg Elementary for <laughs> a few years, the one that's now apartments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then my mom met my stepdad, and we moved out to Douglas. We mm-hmm. bought a whole bunch of horses and lived on a farm. What? Then, yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. We have that in common. Yeah, I think we, we might have drunk talked about it one time. We did? <laughs> I think so. Oh, but who knows? Right, I was... <laughs> That's a blackout memory bank that you just yeah. don't remember. <laughs> 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 other nickname is actually Rancher Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we used to raise Appaloosa horses, and we had a whole bunch of land, and, and that uh, so was cool. out there. Um, so actually, it kind of me growing up there kind of led into me becoming a tattoo artist because we used to ride dirt bikes and all that stuff out on the land and I uh, ended up getting into a really bad motorcycle accident when I was out there and I got 98 stitches I went through a barbed wire fence (gasps) in a bathing suit oh my god and I got 98 stitches all over my body and I was I was really self-conscious about it for a long time um but yeah so going to school and stuff like that I finally found um love for art Probably mm-hmm. sophomore year of high school. I always drew. Right, right. Um, but I had this teacher named Miss Jennings, and she mm-hmm. taught me how to acrylic paint. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was painting my favorite animal. It was a giraffe. And um, I painted it, and she's like, hey, do you mind if I work on that a little bit? I really like where it's going. And I was like, sure, of what? course. Like, That's so cool. So I came in the next day, and she just crushed it. Like, yeah. like it looked so much better because I was proud of it. I was like, oh, that's a really good painting, you know? Yeah. And then I come in, and she, like, just kind of, like, went over it and, like, did some, you know, detail work, and I was just blown away, and I was like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. And so that was, like, a huge inspiration just to seeing what someone else did over kind of what I did. Um, I don't know. It was really cool. So yeah. she was she was huge um, for me. She that's, was, that's really cool, though, yeah. too, because – um, again, like she, she didn't say it in a way like to try to do over your work. It was like right. you trusted this teacher, you trusted yeah. her. She honored what you did and mm-hmm. was like, let me add on to that, which helped you then see I can do something right because like I started the foundation. Yeah. Now I can start building more of it. Right. And she just showed me what it could look like. Yes. And so it's just so, I mean, yeah, like I said, I already thought it was good. And then I was like blown away. <laughs> you yeah. know, I still have that painting actually in my house. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Wait, is it the one when you like first walk in? I think I've um, seen a giraffe. In my, in my art room. Okay. Like behind uh, one of my art doors. Yeah. It's like back there. I'll show okay. you next time. Oh, do okay. you remember yeah. the teacher's name? Miss Jennings. Yeah. Miss Jennings. Mm-hmm. Oh. Have yeah. you talked to her since? Like? I haven't. No. Yeah. No. There was also a teacher at Rose Hill that was, because um, I, so I went to Douglas and then my my parents were kind of going through, well, my mom, my stepdad were going through a divorce. Um, and so it was kind of rocky there. And so I ended up moving in with my brother and his mm-hmm. his wife, basically, and their their daughter. Um, and I went to Rose Hill for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I went to, um, that art class was amazing. I, I have his name, but I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, but I did a lot of digital art in that class because, mm-hmm. you know, I just was like a high school student that didn't even want to be there so I would just go in and get on the computer for like an hour and a half and just edit photos of me and my boyfriend like it wasn't you know (laughs) a photo bucket or what did you use um I think it was uh oh man what was it it was that like the first one that came out what was it I I, I saw a photo bucket I don't I don't know what other one before that 
Was it yeah. one of the Adobe ones? I think it might have been Adobe, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, oh, like old. Okay. I mean, yeah, this was like 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so old. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't worry. Don's uh, older. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. I love saying that. Because <laughs> he looks younger than all of us. <laughs> I know. I Fucking Asians. Like I know, right? These Got those good genes. <laughs> yeah, all these Asians, they really, really, like, they, they just don't age. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Asian don't raisin. Asian that's don't true. raisin. You know, Dusty's assholes. a little older than me. I know. Like, you guys really don't look old. No. It's so annoying. Killing it. Yeah, they don't even, like, take care of their face or nothing. Right. Get a bar of soap on there. Yeah. It's probably good. <laughs> when we hit 60, though, we're going to look like a nut sack. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's you all at once. But it's 60 yeah. at that point. Who cares? Right. Yeah, you can't oh, use your no, dick man. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can't use Yeah. It's a turtle at that That's, point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, but so, yeah. So, um, someone randomly in our class, um, we were talking about how I went through the wreck and stuff like that, and I was really self-conscious. And they're like, why don't you get tattoos to cover up your scars? And mm. My mm-hmm. brain literally exploded. Like, I had never even thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had started working on, like, a drawing for, like, this really big scar that I had on my side. And, mm-hmm. uh, and one of my uncle's friends that was in a basement uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, did the side piece that covered up my scar and I was like this is what I want to do. This is I want to do this for people. I want to help people. I want to cover up scars. I want to do tummy tuck, breast cancer. Yeah. So um, the first few years of my career, that's what I really focused on was like, you know. How old were cancer. you whenever you got it all covered and when um, you started designing? I was 17, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was 17 when I got my first tattoo. I think it was 18 when I when I got that one. Yeah. Got the, the side piece that's now covered up. Wow. <laughs> Denzel covered it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That's so, still really painful, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, blacked out now, so it's pretty painful. <laughs> still not done either. <laughs> we won't talk about Denzel. that, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you need to go back. You've been avoiding him. You're like, mm. No. Well, I mean, we were kind of in the middle of it, and then he moved his shop out to, oh, we- you know. Yeah, um, Hutch or whatever. So I haven't been able to get out there and mm-hmm. schedule with him. Plus now I'm booked a year in advance. Like it's yeah. so hard to mm-hmm. schedule anything for myself. Feels like. Yeah. So you realize at 17, I want to start tattooing. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you do from there? So basically, I was 17. I was still, you know, going to school. But my parents were, or my mom, and my stepdad were going through a divorce. I lived with my brother. I had like two jobs. I was trying to pay for my car, mm. trying to pay for my phone, trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just dropping out of school because I, I looked into it and it was like you can have a GED or a high school diploma. So I was like, cool, I can just get my GED. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working so much at that time anyway, and school just didn't seem like a priority to me because yeah. I knew where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like at that time though I was. I was in Wichita, and I was like, Wichita's the worst. I fucking hate it here. I'm never going to succeed or do anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it wasn't Wichita at all. It was just me. It was my life choices, the decisions that I was making, yeah. you know, who I was hanging around with. Like, mm-hmm. um, And I soon figured that out when I finally did move away. I was like, oh, this stuff is following me. How weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it's me. Uh, and it was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so finally my mom my stepdad got a divorce mm-hmm. um, me and my mom moved back in together we were you know mending things because kind of shit got crazy mm-hmm. um, and she met my stepdad now and mm-hmm. he is in the military or he was and um, they were moving to Fort Belvoir Virginia okay and she's like look you're 18 if you want to go to school they'll move you for free do this mm-hmm. do that and so I was like 
hell yeah. And plus, I was like, free ticket out of Kansas? Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I moved out to Fort Belvoir when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And um, I immediately was just like, well, I'm not going to live on base because, mm-hmm. you know, I was being a teenager. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, so I... Um, Creative boosters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I um, moved to Woodbridge, Virginia, mm-hmm. which is like... Wichita time, like 30 minutes from D.C., okay. but when you're in, like, the traffic there, it's, like, two hours. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I moved out there, and I was actually uh, – every new town that I would move to, I would always work at the Hooters <laughs> <laughs> because it was, like, a – awesome way to meet other females oh that's true like it's so hard to meet girls that are friends and when you're Mm. working with them like i i have literally friends still that i worked with at hooters (laughs) oh (laughs) that's awesome homies like yeah Yeah. really good friends and that's a good Um, point especially because you're moving it's hard to make friends already exactly and sometimes like if you would have gotten any other type of job like i was mentioning this um I, i don't know like you get any other type of job that might be in a quote-unquote a more professional setting Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't make those deep relationships right because you're like masking who you are because you're in a quote-unquote professional sweating well i definitely was not a professional at that time (laughs) so even if i was waitressing at like another random places the age groups of waitresses Mm would have been different like you know the cooks you know but everybody there was like you know young like trying to just like get their way through college or do whatever so it was actually like it was awesome a lot of things you guys related to right 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 um, so yeah, but I lived there for like six months and I was like, I had just a weird epiphany one day and I was like, I'm 18, I'm out here on my own, mm-hmm. I'm on the East Coast, but I'm not at the fucking beach. Like, what am I doing? I can do whatever I want. And so mm-hmm. I literally like, I think like a week later, I was like, I moved to Virginia Beach. Yeah. So I moved to Virginia Beach on my own and that's when I was like, okay, I'm here. I was working at the Hooters there, yeah. <laughs> met a whole bunch of new friends. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Now I can finally focus on, um, you know, doing this. Yeah. I think I was like 19 at that time. Yeah. Um, wow. So I had started going to shops and they're like, well, let me see some of your work. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I didn't bring it with me. They're like, well, how do I know you're an artist? And I'm like, that's very true. So, um, <laughs> Fair question. You're, you're, I can do this. Go I'm off my word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. So um, I started getting a portfolio together, which was kind of tough because all I did was paint like it, mm-hmm. I never really learned that much how to sketch or do anything and it was always color it was always you know acrylic mm-hmm. color stuff um so I finally started drawing started doing some colored pencil stuff and uh, I started just showing up at shops in Virginia Beach and mm-hmm. like no 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 all over mm-hmm. the place um but I was like I don't want to do anything else my only other thought was hair but I didn't mm-hmm. love the clientele that brings hair you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I just started like, I found this one artist that did color portraits, which is really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started showing up all the time. I would be out on the bench, like before they even opened, I would just hang out all day, whether they wanted me there or not. I'm like, yeah. pick me out, I guess, if you don't. Yeah. And so then it was like like three or four months, and then they're finally like, all right, come in. Yeah. We, we're going to give you five things to draw. I got a blanket this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They gave me a blanket. They're like, well, they just thought that I was some, like, Kat Von D wannabe. They uh, thought that I just mm-hmm. wanted to be cool. They didn't think I cared about art, which, mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, that was a long time ago, you know? Yeah. And a lot of girls Yeah, and you're young, that. and oftentimes right. um, going through, like, the whole apprenticeship route and trying to get one, and a lot of 
I, I remember being really young and doing something similar and yeah. it was always like ah you need you need some more growing up to do right you don't know what you want you don't yeah. know if that's true you yeah. don't you don't know what you're chasing yet for sure how long but you knew that did it take you too because I know a lot of people looking for apprenticeship it takes them like years and years it and did. They eventually a lot of people give up like mm-hmm. it's just such a hard industry to crack into that if you don't have that drive or you you just don't keep up with it you don't you don't get in you know yeah it was years I mean like I said I I went up at like 19 and they're like well where's your art Mm -hmm. and I didn't end up getting my apprenticeship until I was 21 Mm -hmm. so it took me years Mm -hmm. but I was like I am not giving up this is what I want to do yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah and then I started apprenticing I was it's called UBX Inc total shithole of a place um <laughs> plus the owner wasn't an artist so he just was like trying to just slave work everyone and I, and everyone there now looking back it is mind-blowing because everyone there got like 65 percent oh and mm-hmm. like that's a low percentage yeah. for artists to get when you're percentage based and for all of them that have been working like 10 plus years they're getting 65 percent like pff, that's insane mm-hmm. um so yeah um and then I mean, I was there. It was awful. My apprenticeship was, it was like the cliche, you know, like they would shoot me with airsoft guns while I'm scrubbing everyone's (laughs) tubes. There was like 12 artists. I would have to scrub every single body, like everybody's tubes, which is, I mean, when you use two liners and a shader in each one, that's three, you know, three needles or three tubes, Mm -hmm. a tattoo for 12 artists. Like I was doing nonstop tubes. I was also having to do like you know, the bitch work in the shop, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sweep, mop, dust, mm-hmm. clean everyone's stations, make everyone stencils, like ev- yeah. everything. Like, um, and it was 12 artists. And they're just yeah. like, you're not mm-hmm. just my apprentice. You're everybody's apprentice in here. So fucking buck up, you know? Yeah. Damn. yeah. Um, so it was a lot. And I didn't even touch skin and for the first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was just like, you need to come in. You need to see what the cross-contamination is. You need to clean the stations. You need to find all the ins and outs. You need to learn learn how to talk to customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, set appointments, blah, 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 blah. Is Virginia hard to get your license in, too? Um, yeah, it's actually close to Kansas. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very, oh, very okay. similar. So during this time, you were taking your bloodborne pathogens mm-hmm. and yeah, all that Yeah, I did all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. And then, um, so then I was like my second year in, and then... Uh, me and my son's dad got together, which was also a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. and um, and we were like, his other two kids lived in North Carolina, and we're like, why don't we like? Get, I was like, why don't we go close to your kids? Let's open up a shop. Mm-hmm. Let's you know see what's going on. There's like barely any shops down there. Like it's an untapped resource, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we moved out to North Carolina to be closer to his kids, and we opened up a shop. Okay. And so was, wait, is that when you finally touched skin? Or um, I was like, I was a year in, and then I touched skin at the UBX Inc. Yeah. But then I was like barely a year Damn. into my yeah. my license, and then I was like, let's go open a shop. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, you just had to jump out though, because it, it sounds like they weren't teaching you anything. Well, they really yeah. weren't. Yeah, they really weren't teaching me much, and plus, everyone was kind of leaving that shop at that time oh, anyway, because okay. like mm-hmm. I said, the owner was. Mm-hmm. Um, not an artist and he just wanted to work everyone to death and like mm-hmm. some people were moving and you know and so it just seemed like everyone kind of just like dispersed at the same time and mm-hmm. I was like this is our chance let's go open a shop let's do this mm-hmm. um, so we opened up a shop in North Carolina um, called High Noon mm-hmm. and I had that for about four years wow, oh, wow. that's wow. awesome yeah, that's really yep. good. was it hard to transfer your license from um, Virginia over to North Carolina <laughs> no. no North Carolina is insanely easy like they're yeah. like you got five hundred dollars, and you're like, "Here you go." They're like, "Okay, we'll see you in a week," and then they'll come by, and they're like, "You got warm running water?" I'm like, "Right here." They're like, "All right, here you go." Wow. <laughs> it was like so. It was scary. Yeah. Literally yeah. scary, but 
especially after thing. like all the stuff that you learned you were like what mm. the fuck right. i was like okay i don't even have to do blood more do i have to show you any of my work do i have to show you my hours like nothing yeah. literally nothing wow. it was that's insane good though that like I, th- I feel like your shop probably went really well since you learned everything that you needed to and first that license was so hard right that transitioning to that you're probably the cleanest shop there <laughs> yeah we were actually yeah. yeah except for the problem was that when i was there uh doing that all the other shops in town were just like scratcher shops just Mm. just Mm -hmm. terrible you know yeah so honestly the first two or three years of my career was people coming in wanting shit covered up Mm -hmm. so that's how I got so good at doing cover-ups yeah was because that's all I could take you know what I mean like Anyone that was coming in the door were like, we're going to do this for you because, you know, we don't have a lot of clientele. We're new. Mm-hmm. So anything that came in, I'm like, yeah, I'll cover it up. Uh, yeah. I've been barely tattooing, but I can do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. So uh, that's how I really started doing cover-ups. And I started doing the, like, the scars and stuff like that. And I, I did a lot of, like, breast cancer, tummy tuck, self-harm scars, burns. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All that stuff. So it was really fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. I read that yeah. brought a lot of that passion yeah. into your mm-hmm. work. And you were yeah. like, this this feels good. Like, I'm yeah. doing something right. And doing, like, honestly, I'll never forget this one piece, like, that I did. Uh, this chick wanted her sister had lost a baby Mm. and then um Mm. like the pain from that she ended up passing away Mm. and so i did this piece for you know her sister and her niece Mm -hmm. and um and literally when i finished it she was like crying and hugged me and like i will never forget that piece just because it was just so meaningful and i just like yeah i was like this is why i do this (laughs) you know like i just literally changed this girl's life from you know Mm -hmm. two hours of my time yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. I'm literally a part of her story, and, like, I don't know. I just yeah. made her feel better about the whole situation. You know, you can't mm-hmm. feel better, but I did what I could, and it was, yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. yeah, you did your part. You, yeah. you were giving back in some way to that community. Right, I feel like it gave her a little peace, you know, to have that honor. So it was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So while you're there in North Carolina, um, what are – you know, you, you own a shop. What are some things that you're facing, some challenges that you're facing and some things that you are also, um, you know, you're growing through as an artist? Well, <laughs> I mean, I was like, like I said, you're, you're going to mess up, you know. So there's mm-hmm. a few tattoos that, you know, you'd mess up and you'd be like, ah, oh, you know, and you're staring at the photo all night and mm-hmm. you're like, how am I going to do that better next time? Um, so I was, you know, working through that because that is, I mean, the first, you know, the first year or two of your career, you're, you're just winging it. You're trying, yeah. you know, you got an idea, but until you start making those mistakes, that's when you really start learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be definitely the main one. I remember I did a whole lily, like um, my son's dad drew it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I could just use your lily. And I did all of the petals pink. Uh-huh. And three or four of them were supposed to be leaves. So they were supposed to be green. Oh. <laughs> and so yeah. I did the whole thing pink. And I was like, and I still think about Obviously, I still think yeah, about that. Yeah, that was like, like how many years ago? 12 was years it? ago. 12 yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, that stuff. And then I also um, I had my son at 23. Mm-hmm. So I was like a new mom, mm-hmm. owning a shop, trying to, like, balance all this time of like making dinner doing the baby stuff doing you know and running a business and being as open as as we could and me being at the shop as much as I could because there was Mm -hmm. only me and him we hadn't hired anyone yet or you know did all that Mm -hmm. Um, we did end up hiring an artist and a piercer Mm -hmm. that didn't really work out they Mm -hmm. were dating it was a nightmare Um, um, and then uh, and then this one chick walked in one day 
and me and her were wearing the exact same boots. She had dreads. She had like yeah. really amazing work on her, and I was like, "Who's this chick?" Yeah. She's like, "Hey, I'm just like looking for a job. I want to like do counter stuff. I'd eventually be interested in like tattooing, but right now, you know, this is all I have to offer." Blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Oh my god, I like you, I'm like angel. Yeah. I need I need someone to help take care of my my books, my this. Yeah, I'm trying to you know be a mom. I'm trying to like take care of all this business stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't. I can't do all the release forms and everything." Mm-hmm. Um. So she immediately became like my coworker, my best friend, oh, like yeah. everything. Alyssa, I've talked to you about her yeah, quite yeah. a few times. She's yeah, love her. Still mm-hmm. talk to her. Yeah, very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I ended up apprenticing her and and showing her the ropes. And actually, I learned so much because I'd only been tattooing like two, three years by the time yeah. she came along. So it's like you know, I was still learning, but like even showing her yeah. taught me so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, teaching makes you, you learn should. that's cool you had yeah. an apprenticeship sorry yeah. oh, or the, an apprentice the yeah. wonderful thing too like that you told me was during your apprenticeship time or even whenever you're working at your shop like you had to draw a whole bunch like you weren't using references um oh, you're yeah. the person you're with at the time was making you draw things from your mind like mm-hmm. she has stacks and stacks of drawings you yeah the amount of work that you put in, like talk about it. Like, what, what are some things that you've learned, especially cover-ups? Like, those are so oh, hard man. to do. Yeah, like, especially when there in? wasn't like, tablets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to draw on paper. I might have had a chisel and fucking stone. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, no, he he was he was a um, like a new school cartoon type artist, and mm-hmm. I was always a realism artist, you know. So I was always looking at reference and he always told me that that was cheating Mm -hmm. so I had to I'm like I don't I've never seen a lion up close like you know I need a fucking lion (laughs) reference bro you know I don't know all the muscles of a horse I can't like just draw the shit off the top of my head you're like anatomy is important it is and it it is and honestly like he was toxic as fuck and this Mm -hmm. is my son's dad which was also dead horse anyway um, Mm -hmm. but with that also being said he he was so picky and so pushy towards things that honestly I do do feel like it made me better an artist. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I did have to draw a lot more from memory, which probably helped a lot with you know mm-hmm. coming up with things and original ideas and and doing all that. Um, but yeah, I definitely learned how to draw a lot of flowers. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, cover ups just was one of those things, man. Like. It took me so long to get good at it. Mm-hmm. It, it was a struggle. Was anybody there, like, watching you and, like, telling you, like, hey, to do a cover-up, you should mm. put it here or you should avoid this and that? Or was it, it was all just trial and error? Yes. <laughs> Very much. I remember, actually, like, the first, or, like, uh, maybe, like, the first five tattoos that I did, I went to go tattoo, and, like, everybody at the shop smoked at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'd go to tattoo, and I'd look around for my sponsor, and I'd be like, where the fuck is he? Yeah. And I'd like quit and I'd go out and I'd like look out in the van outside and there's just clouds coming out of there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in here tattooing, please help me. Like, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much how it was. Like, and he's yeah. like, there you go. Wow. You can watch me while I'm tattooing. And then other than that, like, good luck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dude, so. I think the wonderful thing is like, <laughs> I feel like we have it easy as apprentices and stuff now. Like, Brittany saved my life. Like, I would be tattooing. <laughs> I would be struggling. No one's around. She would come and sit next to me. Yeah. Like, even the littlest things like, hey, you should turn your needle this way so you could see, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it yeah. going in and out. And yeah. just like, the I cool remember thing. your face <laughs> when I told you that. Like, you're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, oh, like a light shining and everything. Uh, 
was great. I feel like I'm benefiting from this friendship way more than you are. Oh no, that's I, not I, true. I that's not how friendships everything. work. And I don't, I don't feel like that. Like I might, I might show you how to tattoo stuff, but you show me how to like be a better friend and be like more sociable and like nice to people around me. Like you're just so sweet to everyone, and I'm just like, eh, yeah. I don't really want to talk to you, but I will because Don's here. I think, I think we all learned that from Don. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, though, he's so nice to everyone. I'm just like, God, I'm such a bitch. I feel like Brittany's the glue to her shop. Like, everybody Aww. goes to you to talk to you about things. Like, if they have something wrong, everybody goes to you. You're comfortable to talk to. Um, you have great knowledge and information, whether it's all the shit that you've been through in life or whatnot. But we, we go to you. I feel bad now. I know they're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I, yeah, I <laughs> Shout out to, to everybody in literature. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody you guys helps come out. On. <laughs> that shop is wonderful. Like it everybody is. is so willing to help out and mm-hmm. teach us things. Yeah. But then I I find like I used to go to everybody like, hey, how's this stencil look? Should I redo this and that? I've seen Brittany save so many people's lives like <laughs> <laughs> their asses. Like when I was getting my stomach tattooed, she's like, Why don't you move the snake body over his belly button instead of going through it? And it looked a lot better. Oh, it, it looked and so also, much better. Ouch. Yeah. Like, all I thought was He's like, I don't even you- care that I numb the shit out of this. Please go above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll help every. She'll help everybody. And so lately, I feel bad because, like, instead of just going to ask any of the artists if Britney's there, I go straight to her. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, how does this stencil look? Should I move it?" And usually, anything that she says, I take it into consideration and I do it because it, it does work. Like the amount of knowledge you learn and gain from your mistakes. Thanks. It definitely helped out. <laughs> I'm glad you guys can benefit from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your? Most memorable lesson learned on that note, then. Ooh. Besides the flower. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I honestly, actually, it wasn't just me fucking up. I did see other artists, like, mm-hmm. make mistakes and stuff like that. And I, I'll never forget this one because this, uh, so we lived out in Virginia. There's so many military bases and stuff like that. So people were getting military stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, this guy wanted, like, a the Eagle Globe and Anchor, which is, like, mm-hmm. I think Marine Corps or something like that. And he's like, can I get it flipped or whatever? So the artist flipped it but didn't flip any of the continents. Oh. So the earth was literally backwards on this dude. Yeah. And, like, the guy caught it, like, halfway through. So, like, things like that, it's, like, those moments, I'm like, I do not ever want to be that person. Yeah. So that's why now I overthink, I overanalyze, I recheck, Mm -hmm. I, you know, think about, like, when you're standing up naturally, what's the first thing you're going to see? How's this all going to lay out? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's why I think I'm so anal because those mistakes, like, Mm-hmm. eat at me I overthink yeah. and I like you know I'm in my head all the time mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't stop <laughs> and so like when I make a mistake it just crushes me and I think about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and still I still yeah. can think 12 years yeah. later I still yeah. think about a mistake you know um, so so yeah I think that's that's a little bit it's been tough because I can't get out of my head but it also helps me a lot in those situations when it comes mm-hmm. to art and like yeah yeah. Overanalyzing a piece. The wonderful thing about Brittany that I think is really cool is one time I was drawing a scorpion for a tattoo. <laughs> and she was like, well, uh, I was just looking at drawings of scorpions. She was like, well, let's research it. Let's let's look up uh, a scorpion. And then we started learning all this stuff about scorpions. She'll read through them. Uh, she had a client come in this week and she tattooed um, uh, Frankenstein on him. And she actually watched the movie and took her own screenshot of the movie so that she could tattoo it on Aww. him. Because she didn't want to use references that are all out on the internet that everybody's using. You know? She right. actually really does intensive 
like studies on 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 the things that she does it's the love that's put into it you know yeah well and i also feel like it helps make my pieces a little bit more dynamic because Mm -hmm. if you're just looking up stuff that's on the internet it's been done it's been done it's been done right if i watched the movie and i was like oh my gosh look at the way the electricity shot from this like Mm -hmm. oh my god that'd be such a great background which is what i end up using like for the rest of the piece is um yeah so like when I do a Harry Potter sleeve I'm like man mm-hmm. I haven't seen Harry Potter anymore you know yeah I'm like I wonder what I could put in the background and I'm watching the movie I'm like oh that's perfect yeah, like, like, let me put a switch up there yeah. put this, you know um, <clears throat> so I just feel like it helps get me in the zone and it also just helps like mm-hmm. think about things that aren't like online not incorporated all the time like mm-hmm. just those those random things you know sometimes you can see like a cool wall print mm-hmm. on something and you're like whoa I'm gonna use that as a background instead of this because mm-hmm. kind of ties to the movie and no one has ever used it you know yeah so just like little stuff like that is yeah. why i like to do it and, and it feels like it feels like it helps me <laughs> i don't know if it actually does but it feels like it helps, makes me feel better well it sounds like it does it like sounds it. like it does i mean like you say overanalyzer but i'm hearing you're analyzing and you're thinking creatively and you're mm-hmm. pushing outside of your boundaries love that never thought about it like that thanks fanny <laughs> so but like take us back to north carolina right so like okay. you're there what then um kind of talk through your quick transit or maybe it's not even quick what is like the transition that brings you back to wichita and then i think after that we still haven't even brought you your drink yet and we're really excited to make you one so i think that would be a great time to then transition to that okay um so basically um i was there with my son's dad. We had, you know, we had Raiden, which is my son's name. His name's Raiden. He's Aww. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <clears throat> we were going through the struggles. He was very mm-hmm. toxic. Um, and my grandmother was passing away. Mm-hmm. She had lung cancer. She had been smoking fairly for like 50 plus years. Like every memory that I have of her is playing cards with like a cigarette. Like, Ready to go give me a Pepsi out of the fridge, you know? And you're like, okay, grandma, you know? Um, Sounds hella cool. It's my white grandma. It's my white grandma. Um, but yeah, so um, so she was, you know, had lung cancer and she was passing away. So um, I came back to visit her. Actually, me and him and Raiden came back to visit her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time she had ever met Raiden. Mm. Um, I got to see him around his cousins and stuff. And that, like, that Aww. was the first time. So that was, like, just a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I was trying. I remember going out to play bingo with her one night, and my son's dad and Raiden were at the house, and uh, they had the car, they had a phone, they had everything. And he comes back, he's like, "What? You didn't bring us any dinner? Mm. What the heck? You got you were out playing bingo." I'm like, "With my grandma, that's dying." Bro. Yeah. Like, you have a car, you have a phone. You could have literally gone into town and yeah. grabbed some food. And it was like that's how it always was. Where it's like everything was always on me. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always had to provide the food. I always had to do this and like mm-hmm. everything. So. We went back and um, back to Virginia or North Carolina, mm-hmm. and um, it was getting like really close to her. Like she was like losing a whole bunch of weight and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I want to go back. Um, I think that Raiden and you should stay here because I don't think Raiden. You know, my mm-hmm. son is autistic. Yeah. I haven't yeah. mentioned that yet, but mm-hmm. so he's a very rambunctious child. And mm-hmm. with someone that has cancer, that is you know very mm-hmm. frail, I was like, this is not a good idea to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back out to visit uh, my grandmother, and she literally uh, passed away while I was there. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I literally watched my mom look into her eyes as she was passing away, and mm. like she looked at me right after that, and that was like the most insane, intense moment ever. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going outside to call my son's dad and like tell him what's happening and that I 
kind of wanted to stay a little bit longer for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know what I'm going through here? Raiden has a diaper rash. I'm pretty sure that's just as bad as what you're going through. And I was like, oh. Wow. I just watched my mom. Dick. I just watched my mom watch her mother, yeah. like, literally die. Yeah. So that's when that moment when I was like, fuck yeah. this. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like, I, I work my ass off. I'm a great fucking mom. Like, I'm driven. Mm-hmm. I don't even need you. I'm doing everything on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, being seeing my son around his cousins. My brother lives here. My sister mm-hmm. lives here. My mom's like, if you move back, we'll move back. Because she lived in Virginia at the time. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, they yeah. were, you know, yeah. military. Um, so I was just like, fuck it. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Like, I had gotten a job offer in Virginia Beach, and I had thought about staying there, mm-hmm. so I was still close to him. But he was, like, stalking me, oh. like, mm. like being, like, I would take Ray to the park, and he'd be like, why didn't you invite me to the park? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't <laughs> oh, posted yeah. any photos. Like, I'm like, does he, like, wow. have my location on? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, basically, literally the second that I got back from that trip, I'm like, I'm done. I cannot mm-hmm. do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we can run the shop together if you want. Um, but he just freaked out and it was made it un- unbearable with like mm-hmm. Blair's music when my clients were there and just all uh, just petty, dumb, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. move across. And plus, I had actually talked to Chris Ramirez. Yeah. Me and Chris uh, used to kick it way back in the day. Uh huh. Um, and and we had seen each other's work and we're like, oh, I didn't know you were tattoo artist. I didn't know you were a tattoo artist. Yeah. And he's like, you should stop by the shop sometime next time I'm in town. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped in there and, and met everybody and and I was like. All right. And I, like, messaged mm-hmm. some people, like, hey, you know the best shop in town? They're like, like, share, like, share. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking try it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then I moved back to Wichita, and it took me a little while to get mm-hmm. in because I am the only female artist up there, and mm-hmm. and Sean didn't particularly like having females in there because he'd had some, you know. Um, I guess one of the old female artists was, like, dating a counter guy, and there was, uh, like, constant drama. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to date anyone here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty chill, so, but it took me, I mean, he literally wouldn't even let me work there at mm. first. Like, I had to work only Saturdays mm. for, like, two, three months to see if Damn. everyone even caught my vibe and was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Everyone finally agreed, so then, um, I remember it was a final Friday, mm-hmm. um, I was, like, out doing my stuff, and Sean's like, how would you feel about a full-time position? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I would be So, yeah, and I'm still the only female artist yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Six years actually, later. Actually, now that you say <laughs> yeah. that, you're absolutely mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So it's so funny because I used to work with nothing but girls, and now mm-hmm. I work with nothing but dudes. <laughs> but they're all like my my brothers and like family. So it's Aww. it's amazing. I love being there. Everyone's so freaking talented mm-hmm. and so willing to like be like, oh, I have this machine. You want to try it? Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you think about these needles? I have this pigment. It's, That's awesome. It's so amazing. I've never worked anywhere like that. Like yeah, when I worked in Virginia, like you'd come up and look at somebody and they like turn. Oh shit! Turn away from you, like. <laughs> You know, like no one yeah. wanted to share anything back then. Everyone was so like cutthroat. Yeah, and um, yeah. plus well, they weren't that good anyway. Yeah, well, obviously, like it didn't it didn't grow. The, it sounds like the right. shop didn't grow. The artists didn't grow. Yeah, and, like then mm. you look at electric shop and or electric chair. Sorry, I like electric. <laughs> those 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 two those two shots. <laughs> but you look at electric chair, and I mean they the artists are really have grown a lot. Several artists yeah. from there have gone and opened their own places too. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've grown so much from being there. It's crazy. Yeah. Everybody does something different too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody specializes in something different. I love and it. They're willing to share. It's honestly, I've never been in any other shops, but it's a wonderful shops, and we have friends in other shops too that we talk to. But I feel like 
it's it's a wonderful place yeah. because all like you guys we are have there. a pretty tight knit group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a good note to go into a quick segue or not segue because I don't have an actual sentence <laughs> prepared. I don't Let's know. Take what a to quick say. break. Thank you. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back from the break. It's your producer extraordinaire, Dusty V, again. Yeah. Back with our temptress of a guest, Brittany Soto. (laughs) (laughs) And got Rancher Fanner over here. (laughs) Don P. If everybody didn't know, he's also an artist, also a tattoo artist, but he also bartended a little bit, so he is not only our special guest host he's our special guest bartender tonight fanny tell everybody what he's making yes so when we asked Brittany what is her go-to drink it was an old-fashioned so don is gonna kick us off on that all right all right everybody so i'm gonna start off with an orange slice i'm gonna put it into the cup and also a cocktail cherry Uh, once i have these two in i'm gonna start muddling them together just breaking them down inside the cup. Oh yeah, you like that sound? <laughs> no. I like that sound too. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start adding my bitters. All right, about three, four dashes of bitters, of course, to taste. All right, I'm gonna put some of the simple syrup. Uh, you can use uh, sugar cubes too, but for me, I'm gonna be using uh, just store-bought simple syrup you can make this yourself too just warm up some water and it's gonna be uh yeah sugar it's pretty much sugar water mm-hmm. yeah and then i'm gonna stir these together mix them really well all right funny got some awesome ice cubes for us hand chi- hand chiseled <laughs> yeah ice hand, chiseled. <laughs> hand chiseled these ice cubes into perfect little uh, balls Fanny's good with balls. You know, I haven't had any complaints. (laughs) That's what I always say. (laughs) They complain about it later, don't worry. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. I've never heard anything. (laughs) All right, and then we're going to be putting uh, this is uh, four roses. 
uh, whiskey, uh, two ounces of that in with everything. Mm. All right, I'm gonna take an orange slice and I'm just gonna rub it and rim the cup with the orange slice. Rim jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that pretty good. Is that how you do oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Around all the edges. <laughs> all right, stir these together, and there we go. We have our old fashioned. Mm. So, Brittany, tell us why we're drinking an old fashioned, though. Like, what's any significance other than like it tastes bomb as fuck, or what? Um, I think it's just because I. I went through so many stages of all these different liquors growing mm -hmm. up, you know what I mean? And then when I finally found whiskey, I used to just drink whiskey and water. And then when I would go somewhere mm -hmm. fancy, I'm like looking at the menu, you know, and I'm like, oh, what's this about? Yeah. And I just, I love oranges and cherries and it's not too sweet. It still kind of has like that, it has a well balanced because of the whiskey is kind of like mm -hmm. spicy and then you got the sweet. And so it's just like, for me, it's perfect. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Mm. Mm. We got to take you to this ramen joint where we have whiskeys all the time. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. I haven't tried it yet. So Ooh, love yeah. ramen. They're so good. But t have you tried your, your drink oh. now? Because oh. like now that you have a new, some more things I'll in there. Swish it around a little bit. Mmm. <laughs> delicious mm. Don thank you you're welcome <laughs> do you have a bartender name uh no 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 wow. I have a uh, I'm kind of shocked be, by uh, that hibachi chef and my name was uh, Don the dragon there perfect but bartender wise no no <laughs> I didn't make dragon. a name for myself yet <laughs> I'm gonna say that Don, Don the, the dragon. dragon let's go <laughs> when we post this episode we're gonna be like shout out to Don the dragon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's got all these different aliases because of all of his different yes. career paths yes. he got like 20 jobs <laughs> Don has a crazy life I know I, I know Don a lot he has very uh, oh, successful I, I think that the first time me and Brittany became best friends um <laughs> i was over at her place <laughs> and we killed a whole bottle of jameson yes and that like because uh, we can't really pinpoint back to when we became friends uh-huh i just somehow ended up at her place drank a bunch of jameson well, one of your friends was in town also and like like i think we were like gonna all kick it at my house but then mm -hmm. he was so tired from traveling he just slept on the couch on my couch <laughs> and so i have all these like board games and stupid stuff at my house nice. yes and so the monkey game yeah the monkey That's game but also one. the game where you put the eyes over have you ever seen it? Uh, we're going to pull it out it next time Fanny down. comes. <laughs> it will be so fun. Um, but yeah, so we were just doing a whole bunch of dorky shit. And then we mm -hmm. just started talking about like life and everything and mm -hmm. killed an entire bottle of Jameson. And <laughs> I don't even feel like I was like that fucked up. You know, I was yeah. like, I didn't black out. We mm -hmm. finished a whole bottle of Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> learned so much about you that evening. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too. And then we were best friends. <laughs> yeah. Then I her. ended up with the key to her house. Yeah. <laughs> and now he watches my pets when I'm out of town. Yes. I, I remember your pets. They were not fun to clean up after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, puppy life, you know. I love that, though. See, that's why we make drinks on the show, whether they're alcoholic or non-alcoholic. They really bring people together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. We also do enjoy our non-alcoholic drinks, though, because it helps our livers it's our livers right that get, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it helps mm -hmm. our livers take a break so those are fun even though we end up adding alcohol to them <laughs> afterwards <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that, that one was way too good we had to with chris we had the mojito it was, yeah. it was just oh, so i love good. mojitos mm. Ooh, so good that's the that best drink right. emily ever made in her entire life wow yeah. it was so good and we were just like you know what would go really good in here 
some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I think with all you guys, I feel like that is our a lot of our friendship is just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like but party. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides liking to party, though, (laughs) (laughs) we want to hear a little bit about like your views on the tattoo industry today. You know, like it's pretty old. You went through some ups and downs with it in terms of um, it was hard for you to get an apprenticeship. Some of the people that we had on, I mean, Adrian did talk through his story and how it was also difficult for him. But it sounds like you have definitely had it tougher. And so um, we just kind of wanted to hear like your thoughts on the industry today, like what are some things that you would like to see change or maybe see different? Hmm, that's pretty tough because I really like I like the way things are moving. Mm-hmm. I um mm-hmm. I do like that you kind of have to prove and earn a spot. Mm-hmm. I do love mm-hmm. that because I mean, you know, it's anybody can be like, oh, you know what? I drew for a week. I want to go be a tattoo artist. You know, I, I think you really need to have a passion in it, and I think that's one of the things that people do. That's what kind of weeds out the people that aren't that interested in it. If you keep at it and keep keep you know trying then that's people who are finally in the industry in my Mm -hmm. opinion so i I love that about it um i I just i don't know rotaries like tablets Mm -hmm. it's moving so quick and in such a crazy direction that i never even saw going so um i don't really have any opinions on where i think it should be because it's not i'm just i'm just kind of watching you know just watching it all unfold and i think it's just a beautiful thing yeah just Mm -hmm. the way it's going um yeah tablets have just changed everything i mean made it mm-hmm. so much easier i used to have to like like <laughs> i used to have to do a stencil you know and mm-hmm. then someone would come in and be like oh can we flip it the other way mm-hmm. oh my gosh that took so long now i can it's just one button i can just boop yeah you know that used to take me 30 plus minutes yeah um to just turn something around to mm-hmm. do another line drawing or whatever and if you mess up on one line you have to start over yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah i just i just like where it's going i think it's really cool and just seeing everyone grow and and it's crazy to see the artists now. I mean, it took me like five, six years to get mm-hmm. to where I was like happy with my work. And now it's like people after like a year or two years, Dawn, even mm-hmm. for a perfect example, is moving just at such an insane rate that mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. what would you say is the most rewarding thing for you as a tattoo artist? Um, I would say just, people's reactions to the art and the fact that they get to, you know, um, it means so much to them and I get to help them mm-hmm. be on their journey, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and someone, one artist told me one time, they're like, dude, you're literally like a part of this person's life story. You know, if you're mm-hmm. their first tattoo or you're the whatever, like something that really meant something to them, you're putting on them for life. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing they can take to their grave, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And I was like, damn, like that, it really, you know, it's inspiring and it's just amazing yeah. that I get to do that for people every single day. You know, yeah. even if it's a SpongeBob tattoo, she still loves it. <laughs> still loves it, and yeah. it still means a lot to her. And, Let's you know. talk about that SpongeBob tattoo because that's a really good one. We have it thank up you. on the screen right now. Oh, thank oh, you. That yeah. is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, she said she just wanted a, a SpongeBob kind of looking like it was uh, sitting at the bottom of the ocean for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, my favorite is that that jelly on the one side it's like poking mm-hmm. oh poking yeah because <laughs> like i feel like the the jellies have such personality in the show and so yeah. i really wanted to like kind of portray that <laughs> in I the love jelly that. yeah and they do look they look like it's, it's a very interactive piece 
I mean, mm-hmm. all of it is just so vibrant. I mean, it really is, to your point, encompassing what that show is. Yeah. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I love, I love SpongeBob. And he's a huge Same. SpongeBob fan. I love she it. always quotes it. <laughs> Very I'm quotable sorry. show. It's Very a, quotable it's show. It's an easy quotable show. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Good I for just, all ages. Good it, for all ages. It really, <laughs> 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 it really is, though. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> now uh, Emily, Ruby, and I, every time we end up, getting drunk on a weekend and even if we don't end up hanging out because sometimes you know you know we're all adults we all have fr- different friend groups sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's so funny though like at the end of the night we'll just call each other and we'll be like are you drunk tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to come over i'm gonna make ramen and we're gonna watch spongebob and then it's like yes <laughs> on my way yeah. on my way <laughs> and that's what we do <laughs> Bikini bottom. Yes. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just funny. It is. is. Especially like as an adult. Like, you know, it's a feel good show. Yeah. Yeah. You just start to understand the jokes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They do put a lot of zingers in there for adults. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yeah. Is there a certain tattoo on here that, like, um, is one of your favorites or do you have Ooh, one? Are we talking like, about on Instagram in general? Or just just like, yeah. or even in your tattoo career, Man. even if it came down to the small, I mean, you shared with us already a story of one art of um, the girl who yeah. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there an, any others that are like oh, some of your favorite? Um, ooh, I would say, honestly, because I enjoy doing color realism so much, mm-hmm. I'd probably say, and I also love Marvel because I'm a super nerd. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Thanos and the Iron Man and the Deadpool are probably my favorites just because I, I enjoy, you know, yeah. um, the nerd stuff. And also I love doing color portraits. So it was like a win-win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that guy was super cool. Um, so I like working with him also. But yeah, those are probably my favorites. And the ones that get the most like, you know, because people, mm-hmm. people can like a piece, but when they've seen that piece over like you know like a picture or a movie or whatever when they Mm -hmm. actually see the tattoo they're like wow i know what that looks like so i know how good this is you know when you're just seeing something random yeah um i feel like people can't relate to it as much Mm -hmm. as when you know i've seen this on tv all the time you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so those seem to get more reactions because people have seen them so much so for sure um yeah i do love i do love doing those yeah like damn you're Iron Man too mm-hmm. or the little uh, what, what's his name oh Baby Yoda yeah Baby that's Yoda that's my stepdad <laughs> oh really <laughs> him and my mom are huge fans like, really yes like they had matching like Christmas pajamas with Yoda on it <laughs> I got them the Yoda Monopoly last year for Christmas <laughs> like yeah oh yeah it's full on the thing you played it with them you played with no them? fuck no, Monopoly <laughs> Like, I'm trying to go home tonight. <laughs> what the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> and you're, you're a board game enthusiast, too. Oh, so I think I'm just more old-fashioned, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, we played video games when I was a kid, you know, like Super Nintendo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, like, um, yeah, we used to play board games. We used to play cards all the time when I was growing up. And I, lo- I still love playing cards, like Rummy, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. I, I'll play Spades. I love Spades. Very competitive. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything like that. Actually, any competitive <laughs> game, yes. beer pong. Oh my god! Um, I, we've you me and Dawn have recently okay. started playing pool, um, really? we, and we've gotten decent. I wouldn't yeah. say great, decent at pool, but we're like still so competitive, even though we suck. <laughs> you guys are always playing beer Wait. pong. Anytime I call oh, Dawn, yeah. he's like, "We're playing beer pong," and I'm like, oh, "Fucking hate okay. that game." This All is right. really. This is the thing about Brittany. Like, she will will start getting really good, and she'll practice, and she'll practice. She'll get so much better, especially since we started playing pool. Mm-hmm. Like we go pretty often now, and mm-hmm. she just 
gets better. Like yeah. she can't be bad at it. She has to be good. <laughs> yeah. And I remember yeah, I like, don't like being bad at stuff. Beer <laughs> pong too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She kills it at beer pong. And it's thing, like, oh, I, don't, I don't play that much, but she brings like cups and like, she's like, I got the cups and the balls and everything. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta think about it. I've been playing since I was like 16. So, I mean, it's been a long time. And all of us at the shop used to always go over to Lucky's and all of us would just yeah. sit there for hours. And I'm like, why don't you guys, like, why don't we start playing beer pong or something? Yeah. So yeah, we actually active. started playing beer pong because I had like mm-hmm. mentioned it and we'd been literally been playing at the shop now for like four years. Mm-hmm. Like we did it like every Saturday for almost like a year and a half. That's funny. like yeah. w- over at 42 below, like mm-hmm. back, yeah. especially summertimes, we'd play outside on the back patio yeah. and it was mm-hmm. just so fun. Enjoy the weather, hanging out with everybody that you love. And I don't know, it's Aww. just a good time. So. She has yeah. the glue. Like she'll invite us out to bars. <laughs> she'll like have these ideas for us to get together and do things. Like I really... Uh, we we love you're like the mom of the shop. Aww. You really like get everyone love together. Yeah, very, I love it. Up. Yeah, so we've been yeah. So I am weirdly competitive, but like I said, I don't care if I lose. I'm I'm still like when Don makes a good top, I'm like way to go, Don. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I don't really care if I lose. I just like playing a competitive anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I don't know. It's just I guess my personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, keeps, I can keeps get me that. going. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can get that. I'm not much of a. I, I am very competitive, but I'm not sports competitive. Mm. I I I guess like I always just kind of chalk that up with like I've never been really that active i got an active but like from working out mm. but i would never be like i can run faster than you because i'm like nah i remember <laughs> i remember when i was in grade school there's no way did you ever play sports in school no oh, yeah maybe I also never that's did. why yeah oh my mom like i mean all of us played so many sports i mean i mm. played every sport no joke like yeah. basketball cheerleading track softball cheerleading i said cheerleading and you guys oh. also lived out of town mm-hmm. damn See, and I could, I could, I could never do stuff like that because my parents would always be like, "It's so far," mm. and then all the ranch duties, and then mm. everything that was right. going on. It was always like, "We don't have time. Mm. <laughs> you don't. We don't have time to pick you up." I, I did debate, and I was very competitive with it. I loved it. I did like more forensic stuff, which is why I'm very good at talking. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. But I did all that. But even then, like there would be some moments where they would be like, "No, we don't have time for this," and I'd be like, "You're making time." I'm not giving this one up. <laughs> Good for you. Love that. <laughs> I yeah, really I think, wish you rode horses. Well, I, I do, but not as great or as much as my dad would have wanted me to. He mentions that to me like almost every weekend that I'm in town. He's just like, you know why? Because <gasps> he probably pictures like, I wish I could watch Fanny ride the horse and have it jump over the fence into the yeah. sunset. <laughs> Jessica's no, spot. he does. Yeah, no, no. I mean, no, you're, you're spot on though. Um, I haven't. I haven't rode a horse in a really long time. Oh, same. Yeah. Honestly, last time I rode a horse, I was like, this is really high up here. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable right now. Yeah. And like, yeah, like honestly, I go back home and my family just has, I think they have six horses right now. And sometimes I'm like, which one's this one again? <laughs> <laughs> this one's same? And I feel really bad about that because I should know their names. I grew up with them or, or these are different horses from when I was living at home, but growing up with horses like mm-hmm. my dad and I, I always tell my dad when he says something like that I'm like well it's kind of your fault because you got rid of the family horse mm-hmm. and you didn't bring any more family horses you started to only bring horses that were for rodeos mm-hmm. like I'm not going to get into rodeos and mm-hmm. I have to then learn how that horse is going to be okay with me because you have to build that relationship with both of them right mm-hmm. um, and so like the horse that we've had for years he was my brother's horse since like 
I think he got him when he was like 15 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And his name is Wante. And now he's just kind of like, he, he roams whatever. We let him do whatever he old wants now. Horse. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just does whatever he wants. We don't really write him that much. Yeah. Um, but he's free. And um, before, though, if you were to get on him, he is he was trained to to do rodeos. So as soon as you let go of the rain, he is trained to take off because mm-hmm. he was Giving trained in that leeway. Yeah. Gives him, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got the reins. Let's go. Yeah. Especially yeah. because like in the rodeos that we do, it was for that. OK, so question. Sorry mm-hmm. not to interrupt you. What did you guys do at the rodeos? Like what? Like because there's so many different like. Yeah, halter showing and this and that, you know, and so many different things. Like, what did you guys do with your horses? Man, I feel like we're talking about me and sorry, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) sorry. I have to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I got on a rant. So much about horses. Well, because I I, said I I should grow up in horses. horses. Yeah, Yeah, we used to do halter showing. We used to have Appaloosa horses, and we used to do halter showing. So I was a little girl out there with like the boots and like the shiny shirt. Oh, I love that. Yeah, have to like shine their hooves and you know braid. Yeah, we did that too, but. See, uh, we were on the other end. We didn't do anything like American wise. Mm. So like some of the things that you're saying, I can't relate to as much because I know them in Spanish. Ah. And then also we do. So like we call them Mexican rodeos in English, Mm. but they're charreadas. Charreadas is a national like sport over in Mexico since like the 1600s. And um, you do have some charros here. That's different. So charro is a horseman. Mm-hmm. A vaquero or a cowboy is, you know, someone who deals with cattle. Oh, okay. And so we're horse people, I guess. <laughs> mm. And um, the type of rodeos that we did, so a charreada consists of nine events. One event is all women, and they do, basically, it's like synchronized swimming. With but horses? with horses. And you have, amazing. Yeah, it <laughs> am- sounds amazing. It's really beautiful to see. Yeah, like, and And it's... It's hard to see too because there's not always a lot of women who do it. So like the when you do get to see it, like it is so beautiful. It's like choreographed dancing yes. for horses. <laughs> yes, and That's they also amazing. And all <laughs> of this is so traditional. So oh, everyone is that. wearing traditional attire. Attire. Ooh. They have beautiful dresses. They have the guys have their their like all of it is so traditional. Like my mom used to make. All of my dresses, my little sisters, and my nieces' dresses. Oh, that's so yeah. cute! And like all of charro and charreadas, all the all of that is just so beautiful to see. Mm. Um, and so the main sport, though, that my family or my dad grew up with is um, a colgadera, and that is one of the nine events of a charreada, and it's where it's basically like steer telling, but you are so there's like a cow who's a, or a steer because it's not like a little one; it's a, it's an, a bigger one. And, and and this is where like I mess up because I don't know how to say some of the stuff in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the steer comes out and you're on your horse and you have to um, like you're basically taking off, trying to catch up to the steer. You grab the steer from the tail, you wrap it around your leg mm. and you drop the steer. But you're on the horse the entire time. And the closer that you drop the cow or the steer is better. You get more points from that. And then you take off. So that's what our horses were trained for. Interesting. So as soon as you let go of the rain, that means you get to take off. And yeah, I I, I hit myself. That's like oh. an Escaremusan. That's what. That's one of the nine events. That's one wow. where like all the women are doing synchronized like horse stuff. I want to go. Yeah. So those are <laughs> and, and then like those are their traditional oh dresses and hats. So like the hats are also symbolizing something. So the hats actually are almost like a helmet too. 
Um, this is and so then beautiful. especially the moños, so the bows. Like, there's a lot of meaning to everything, and so we grew up with this. Like, my parents were very like, it's really important that you know where you're from, you know what this is, you yeah. you know where you're coming from, and so like Aww, that's, that's that's like beautiful. how I grew up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't pick up too much on it. Um, we Aww. didn't have any escaramuzas stuff. We didn't do, and my dad only knew. Coleando, and I was not going to learn that, storytelling, because it's really dangerous. Really intense, yeah. <laughs> it's really dangerous and yeah. scary. And our only horse, our family horse ended up getting, we didn't end up having him anymore. And so then we had just um, our other horses that were trained for it. And then I fell off him, and I was like, fuck Ooh, this horse. That's a long fuck fall. Fuck you. That is a long No, it was fall. so bad, though, too. Like, I hit my head on a pole. It's a whole story. It's oh, a whole story. Man. We don't need to get into that one Rough. here. But I, I was like 10 or 12, and I remember that like I w- I'm fighting back tears. I'm just so mad, and I'm just Breaking like, I'm moment. never going to get back on this horse. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, no, seriously. Like against the stereotype, when you fall off a horse, I'm not getting on this bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then my dad is like, Fanny, you're supposed to like just get on again. And I'm like, no, fuck it. <laughs> you hear my feelings. I'm yeah, done. yeah, I was. Uh, I really was. Uh, it's so it's so a whole funny. story. But yeah. no, that. yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, we Aww. still have a lot of horses at home. We still take care of them. We grew up like, you know, also braiding them. Yeah, that's great. Giving them baths, all of that. And so um, much goes into it. So much. It's so much work. They're mm-hmm. so expensive. Mm-hmm. The food. All of it. Yeah. And then having a yeah, it's a lot yeah. of work. It's a lot. It of is work. a lot of work, but it, it is a great way to grow up. I, I agree. Was, yeah. I agree because I learned a lot of like you know responsibilities and how to do mm-hmm. things. I mean, I have to get up and throw alfalfa yes. in there and clean out the you know, yeah. clean out the stables and everything like that. So yeah, I and yeah. I hated every second of it, but now I'm like that made me a hard worker. I exactly. actually think I like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think that yeah. speaks to what you did when you were out in Virginia, when you were out in North Carolina, mm-hmm. like, and well, you're here now. You're like, I experienced a lot of hardship. I want to make it easier for the people that I'm working with now. Yeah, for sure. I'm totally willing to help anyone, obviously, especially yeah. if they deserve it. Like Don, <laughs> Don you, deserves yeah. all the best things. You help so. a lot of people. You work really hard too. Like, Thanks. Was it really hard? being a female in the tattoo industry is there a lot of things that you have to deal with client wise and stuff like that um honestly i felt like at the beginning of my career was actually pretty easy because people would be out there looking for a female Mm -hmm. so you know they're like oh i want to get my underboob but i really don't want to go to a man because my husband's gonna but you know um so it actually ended up working out a lot um Mm -hmm. and honestly i never really dealt with weird guy clients until mm-hmm. recently yeah i had to fire a client today actually uh-huh. because he kept trying to like message me and be like hey uh i'm we're having this event you want to come out to it and i'm like no thank you though i appreciate it you know and then today mm-hmm. we're supposed to have a consultation he's like do you want to do it over lunch and i'm like no no i don't and actually <laughs> now that you said that like if you keep asking me out then i'm gonna have to not have this client artist relationship anymore and mm-hmm. i'm very professional i don't have personal relationships with my clients like that so mm-hmm. if this continues then I'm not gonna be able to tattoo you you know and yeah. then he came in and asked for his deposit back Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I was like you know what I don't want to be spending six plus hours with you when you're a creep when yeah. you make me feel uncomfortable and I, I don't want to want to do that yeah you know it's one thing if I have a client and we've you know been tattooing for six hours and we like got along we have things in common like oh, okay cool yeah let's go get a drink or whatever but like this yeah. it was just not mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I I really think of myself as a professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to meet out with some random guy for 
lunch mm-hmm. for a consultation. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. So yeah. did you uh, go and get it all in change? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a little bit too much work for me. <laughs> uh, but that is funny. <laughs> I did love that story. You, you have to comment okie dokie artichoke. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you you really got me off track with that one. <laughs> um, and do you have any like uh, goals as you continue to grow in the industry? Or um... yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like most artists never feel like they're where they need to be. Right, so yeah. you know, I always want to just get better for my clients and for myself, so I can sleep mm-hmm. at night. <laughs> you yeah, know? for sure. Um, sleep is important. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's always room for growth, and there's always so many different styles out there, and mm-hmm. just so much stuff to learn that you know, I could never stop and still be learning. You know, like yeah. twenty mm-hmm. years from now, still be learning. Doesn't matter how long I do it. Um, but you know. I don't, I don't think I want to tattoo forever, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. already tattooing 12 years. I would say maybe like 10 more years, and then I'd like to get on to something else, I think, you know. Ooh, yeah. what? Really? So you think Ooh. of like a transition plan? Um, well, it'd still be art-related. Art yeah. So I told you that my son's autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really... I was looking for books for him a lot for mm-hmm. children with autism, and there's just not much out there, you know. And so I really just started thinking that, you know, I've been through so many speech therapists and mm-hmm. behavioral therapists and all this stuff. And I know a lot about when it comes to autism and, and like learning mm-hmm. disabilities and all that stuff. So I uh, thought about in the future writing children's books for kids with autism and oh, Raiden helping that. me illustrate nice. it. And because Raiden is so talented too. I'm thank sorry. You. Yeah, thank like you. He no, just I appreciate the stuff it. that he's, he's always doing to, or the stuff that you're posting that he's yes. doing, like yeah. it's just so incredible. His mind is insane. He yeah. loves <laughs> like mix creatures together and make like yes. different animals and all this different stuff. And it's so inspiring, honestly, because I feel like he makes me cooler. Yeah. <laughs> like he likes some cool stuff. And so then he I have does. to like watch this stuff with him and I'm like, this is actually pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so I think, you know, just, just little things. I mean, like, uh, when kids are first learning speech with autism, you have to, like, hold, like, like say, okay, cup. Mm-hmm. You have to hold the cup up here so that they can see your mouth movement mm-hmm. and see the cup at the same time. So I was thinking about some books that kind of mm-hmm. incorporate your lips into, like, making an animal where you're putting your lips through it and be like, cow, you know? And so, <laughs> so the children can remember that because it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you're reading the lips. You're looking at the thing. You're seeing the lettering. Yeah. So just kind of, like, a little bit of everything so that, you know, it helps children with autism. And I was thinking about putting, like, you know, some of the funds towards an autism, like, fund or something like that yeah. to just donate Aww. and, you know, putting some of it for savings fund for Aiden. But, yeah. you know, and just so I can, like, make some money while I'm sleeping and stuff like that. So it's not just, like, a daily <laughs> yes. drive because tattooing is intense. I mm-hmm. mean, it is nonstop. Like, mm-hmm. I work from noon to six every day. But mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, it must be nice working from noon to six. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, I am drawing. Because you're so I'm, drawing. I'm that, drawing at night. Your, yeah, like yeah. I'm only tattooing when I'm here. All yeah. the prep work, me messaging clients, me, you know, looking mm-hmm. up references, thinking about how I'm going to design this, the actual draw time, mm-hmm. all the prep, like me watching the movie even, <laughs> you know, just like little stuff like that that I feel like it needs to have to go mm-hmm. in to make it, you know, a solid piece. It's very time research. consuming. Yeah, yeah, it's very time consuming. It's very exhausting. You're constantly, like, every single day, you're putting something on someone that's there for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And they're putting their trust in your hands. I feel like I really can't have an off day, you know? Yeah. Like, this is on you forever. And if I have an off day, 
this is going to be on you forever. That's not cool. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so even if, you know, I'm not feeling great, I got to pick it up, mm-hmm. do the best that I possibly can mm-hmm. for every single person because it's so important. Yeah. It's very inspirational seeing her too because, <clears throat> uh, you, you, you have your son and w- w- with his autism and stuff like that, you're, you're really hard on him. Like the way that you teach him and the way I actually watch her, like talk to her child, like it, it's, it's more intensive than, than other adults that have, you know, regular kids and you really have to be on them constantly. And so it's like, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I'd go hang out with her after we get off work to draw, you know, cause we're working after we get off work and mm-hmm. you're having to also, like you know, handle Raiden and do all this stuff with him. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but you're, you, I feel like you always put like a hundred percent effort into each and every one of the things that you do. Whether it's your tattooing with your research, and then with your child, you're just very stern and hard on him. Like it's 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 just inspirational being around you. Like, Thank it's, you. It's, it's and what he means by hard on him is <laughs> 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 I'm not like no, but like so you know I mean kids with autism struggle with uh, social interactions. So like mm-hmm. so you know and most kids say the darndest things or whatever. That's still mm-hmm. true, especially with Raiden. Um, and so you know normal kids you can be like don't say that you know but mm-hmm. like with Raiden I'm like okay don't say that but here's why you don't say that and here's yeah. what you should say instead so that he's learning from every single experience and being like okay well yeah mom told me not to do that but now I know what to do instead rather than just being like that's wrong mm-hmm. yeah you don't have an outlet you don't have what's right so I always try to make sure like hey you're not supposed to say that maybe instead of say this like he loves Japanese culture yeah loves it we saw an old Japanese man at, or maybe, maybe he wasn't Japanese, Asian, sorry. <laughs> um, we saw an old Asian man at a park, and he goes, Japan, are you a ninja? And I was like, Raiden, you know? Which, which to them, it may seem offensive, but to, to, to Raiden, he just loves it so much. He loves dragons. Yeah. He loves, like, he loves the artwork. He loves everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't meant to be offensive. And so, you know, I even asked some people at work, I'm like, look, this is what I've been dealing with. You know, as somebody that's, a, you know, a different race, how would you want me to go about that? You know, like mm-hmm. just instead of being like, oh, you're Japanese. I'm like, would you would you think that I should be like, hey, where are you from? And then mm-hmm. ask and then ask questions about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm also learning with him doing this stuff of like, <laughs> what's the best way to go about this so that I can teach him the right way? Because, yeah. you know, it's it's hard out there now with everybody yeah. getting offended over everything and, you know, things being so touchy. So I just want to make sure that, you know, he's doing the best that he can and I can do yeah. everything that I can to guide him in the right direction mm-hmm. so and I think like that type of parenting isn't just needed with autistic children it's kind of needed that's, with any that's person that's probably true I mean because that's that's where you learn the most if right. you're just getting told don't do that you're in trouble right you don't know what part of it got you in trouble yeah. you right. also don't know the responsibility you had for that action that or whatever thing you said right the consequence mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah so you don't know how to take accountability and right. that just is turning you into an adult who um who is avoiding that accountability who mm-hmm. is avoiding the issue mm-hmm. or sometimes just saying i am this way and i'm that right and right, so right, like right. it's so unapologetically hard them which yeah. yeah sometimes you need to apologize sometimes you're not in the right mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you know everyone makes mistakes like yeah mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I and I totally agree with you. But yeah. I feel like with Raiden having autism, it made me so hyper focused mm-hmm. on like because there were so many things that he needed. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what's what mm-hmm. can I really do? Because because sometimes you know other kids can be like, okay, well I didn't do that and that was wrong, you know, and and kind yeah. of connect the dots. But like he cannot connect the dots like that. Like I have to be. He's very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So I have to be like this was wrong. <laughs> this yeah. is right. Very clear answers, yeah. you know. So. 
Yeah. So it can be tough sometimes. My, but. my parents babysit, and I, I was seeing the way that they're treating, uh, I guess it's our little cousin, and they're just like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, like yelling at, at this child. And compared to you, you're like, hey, Raiden, we shouldn't do that. Like we should uh, but like put up your things or, or mm-hmm. you know, the way that you explain it. And it just helps so much, like that little mm-hmm. bit of explanation. Uh, to him, like, yeah, you do he's a spitting image of you, and he Aww. loves to draw. <laughs> he does, and he loves to randomly go. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> he goes, go to Nana's house, bow, bow, bow. and I'm like, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm racist. Yes, yeah, he is. He's honestly one of the funniest people because uh, he. He doesn't even know that he's funny, you know, and yeah. he just like he has like a like a sponge of a brain to where it's like if he watches a movie or whatever, he can quote it like verbatim. Yeah. Um, and so like random moments when something happens to like quote a movie, but it's hilarious. And it's like <laughs> just it's so funny. Like I love it so much. Oh, I love that. He's so unique. It's great. So speaking of Raiden and just kind of even tattoo industry, like how, tell us a little bit about your work life balance. So, right, like you you say you tattoo 12 to 6, but there's a lot of work that goes into that, too. Yeah. Even before and the after. Mm-hmm. So, um, typically, I will message. I have, like, a mass text, which mm-hmm. Don knows because I forwarded <laughs> it to him so he can send it his clients. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, a rundown. Like, a hey, my name's Brittany. I have you scheduled to get tattooed. Um, give me a little doodad about what you want, mm-hmm. where you want it to go. Send me a picture of the placement put lotion on your tattoo from now until, you know, the area Mm -hmm. from now until the time I tattoo you so you can kind of get prepped for tattooing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they send me all the references and I kind of just draw like throughout the week, but mostly it's the night before. And then I'll like draw until I'm basically passing out. And then in the morning, like Mm -hmm. I go to the gym and then I uh, come home, finish the drawing Mm -hmm. and then go to work, noon to six, come home, make dinner, Mm -hmm. do mom stuff. (laughs) And then, um, and then put him to bed and draw again. And it's just like a constant cycle. Yeah. yeah. So what time are you sleeping? Um, I typically try to be in bed by like 1230, one latest, because I get up at like 637 with him every morning to get him on the bus and do all that. So Damn. Yeah. I always come in mom's like, I don't know how you guys yeah. do it. I'm always like, I have to give up so much sleep. I have to give up so many things if I were to be a mom. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is hard, but like just just cute little shit that he does yeah. makes it so <laughs> fucking worth it. Like he'll walk in and be like, rise and shine, mom. The sun is up, you know, and it's just like, of course I'll get up with you. What do you want for breakfast? You know, <laughs> like he's so freaking cute. I'm like zombieing, making my coffee. Yeah. And it's the cutest thing now. He like, while I'm drinking my coffee, he mm-hmm. wants chocolate milk, but he also wants it in a coffee mug. So I, I bought him his own mug just to drink chocolate milk while I'm yes. drinking coffee. It's so cute. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like little shit like that just makes it so fucking worth it. I don't care mm-hmm. how tired I am because I'm smiling when I'm going to bed. So mm. it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't I don't care. It is yeah. what it is. It's worth every second of it. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. really hard for me. He's uh, my guy. <laughs> I think like there, w- there was one other thing that we haven't really touched on too much, but I feel like that was such a good ending too. Um, you know, something that we know about you is that you do a lot of guest shop experience too. So mm. you go out to California sometimes, right? Yep. Mm. I was curious if you'd be willing to um, kind of share a little bit about that with us, like um, 
how do you decide what shops to guess at or is this like past relationships you've had like with friends um, and whatnot so when i go out to la i don't really know very many people out out there so i mm-hmm. kind of just do my own thing um but when i go to virginia beach i typically guest spot at this place called studio evolve mm-hmm. um and that's who i was gonna work for before mm-hmm. i decided to move to wichita okay mm-hmm. so it was it's like such a badass shop i mean it's two stories it's got like 20 wow. artists in it like wow. it is insane it's a beautiful setup two drawing rooms two break rooms like just it's beautiful um and i've i've known the owner for quite a bit um Mm -hmm. he's you know every time i go back into town i'm like you want to get some lunch he's a really cool guy yeah um so i go out there and guest spot and it's it's always just so cool you know just Mm -hmm. seeing what everybody's doing it is stressful af because Mm -hmm. there is so much equipment that goes into tattooing that you don't even think about like little stuff you know Mm -hmm. ink caps you know yeah yeah ink lube sticks you know all the stuff there's i know i know i I I do do it every time i always write it on my you know my face for what i need i'm like (laughs) lube you know (laughs) like 12 years later i still laugh about it like an idiot you know no same you said lube and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i'm petroleum jelly um but yeah so it it, it's stressful that's why i don't love doing conventions necessarily Mm -hmm. like i've done a convention i was just honestly hated it mm-hmm. yeah um it was just felt like constant chaos mm. considering my mind's constantly doing this anyway right, right. <laughs> you know yeah. um and have, being set up in that small little area and all these people walking up oh what do you do you know mm. don't love it mm-hmm. um, especially when i make great money being at home yeah. you know yeah. and not stressing myself the fuck out yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. um and you know guest spots are fun because you're there at least for a few days and uh-huh. it's not that high intensity type mm-hmm. place um then you get to like meet new artists and stuff like that and see what everybody else is doing. So that's really fun. I remember last time I went and played a, um, or last time I did a guest spot, we went and played Top Golf with a few bunch of the artists. Nice. And like it was, nice. you know, fun and like just stuff like that. So it is a good time, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily love it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. If I'm going to travel, I'd rather just take a vacation. Like I'm oh, working yeah. my ass off so much here that mm-hmm. traveling with all my equipment and doing everything is mm. just with a table and the giant like tat sole backpack is so much like on yeah. your own. Wait, you you travel with your table too? I mean, there's like there's a so there's like convention tables yeah. to where they like oh. fold up and mm-hmm. you can like some of them even fold down to where you can have like a little carrying like cart oh okay so you can put all your stuff on there but still going through yeah with your luggage with your tat you know tattoo stuff with your table and and the table can actually get into a backpack but it's like this wide oh you're like and so i've got my i got my tattoo stuff on this side i got my thing on there and i'm trying to roll everything and i'm like you know and it is just (laughs) so much um so yeah yeah. i just i'd rather just like work my ass off when i'm home make a bunch of money and then like go travel Mm -hmm. and enjoy myself and actually relax when i'm traveling like Mm -hmm. yeah it's an actual vacation yeah (laughs) you know um so that's yeah that's what i like to do yeah Yeah, spot too do they promote you the week that you're going or how do you get your clients so the reason why i do like doing the virginia beach one is Mm because like i said i lived i learned how to tattoo in Virginia Beach and then I lived in North Carolina had that shop for five, four years mm-hmm. um, so I have so much clientele there that I literally mm-hmm. just have to post it and they're like please get me in please get me in oh, oh wow um, and so I already have it lined up I mean I can mm-hmm. you know have like three or four days worth of full appointments yeah that's just awesome. like you know just by posting something so, Dang, yeah. you'll never be out of a job. Well, <laughs> if I go to Virginia Beach, if I go somewhere random like Oregon that I've never been before, they're going to have to advertise me because I don't know very many people in Oregon or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, So I'm not well-known everywhere or anything. <laughs> but um, the places that I do know, you know, it is, mm-hmm. it's fun to go out there sometimes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, some vacationing to vacation is good <laughs> versus yes. like mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, traveling for work is fun and you try to squeeze in some time for your own time, but it's not the same. Yeah. And you have to accommodate to that. Like, I bet you're like, damn, I can't work out. I can't enjoy my coffee the same way that I enjoyed my coffee at home. Right. It's those little things that like really throw off. It's like, I don't have the right pillow with the silk on mm. my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, in yeah. all honesty, you know, like it's all those little things. Yeah. Well, Don like, knows that I'm a creature of habit for <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's why I was freaking out about coming here tonight because this is like just way out of my normal comfort zone too. So She's been getting out of her comfort zone this entire have, week. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. It's been a lot. Yeah. I'm glad I got some time off next week for Thanksgiving. Uh (laughs) Yay! I hella need it. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, speaking of you getting out of your comfort zone, we're so happy that you decided (laughs) to say yes to coming on here. Mm -hmm. Anything I can do to support you guys, I love you so much. And the podcast is awesome. And listening to everybody's was honestly what kind of like helped me too. Because I was like, man, I learned so much about Sergio and Mm -hmm. I've worked next to him for six years and i'd never had heard some of the stories he told you guys so it was just really cool and i was like all right let's go yeah. let's oh, do this man, i love that oh. well thank you for letting us share your story with thank our you. listeners mm-hmm. for sharing your story with us we're really excited and also for giving us an awesome drink to have with you <laughs> obviously you. not the first and not the last next week so on that note we're gonna pretend to take a shot but we'll take one after for sure so this is where we go pa arriba, arriba, pa abajo, pa el centro, pa centro, y pa dentro, pa dentro. I don't want to butcher that. <laughs>